This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Good to see everybody here once again. As I told you, we're doing it all live on Clubhouse. And here we are live in Club Pod, in Clubhouse, hanging out with Eric Sue, the man, the myth, the marketing genius himself. Really, really excited to have you here, my brother. Go ahead and, uh, and unmute and let's talk about leveling up. Let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about the world of podcasting. I got a lot of questions for you. I'm sure that we're going to have some questions here from others as well. And we will open this up here in just a bit for questions as well. So let, let me just start out with, with this, man. So first, give us a brief intro because I, I know who you are, but there are some folks who, who probably do not. So l- let's just give you that opportunity for the quick intro. Uh, and then I've got some questions, then we'll open it up for Q&A as well, man. Fire away. Yeah, for sure. Steve, thanks so much for having me and thanks everyone for, for being here. My name's Eric Sue. I help level up the world through marketing and I have a couple of marketing businesses, a software company, ad agency, and I also invest in a couple of MarTech SaaS companies and have a podcast called Marketing School and another one called Leveling Up. And you can see I'm a book right now. I don't quite look like myself. It's because I have a book coming out called Leveling Up later this month on the 24th. Yeah, love that, man. And so let's talk about how to master the game of life because I know you you come from a background of, of, of gaming and, and whatnot. Let's just talk about gamification uh, in general here, man. And so a lot of podcasters are going to be hanging out with us here. A lot of aspiring podcasters are going to be hanging out with us here. I, I want to talk about gamification. Give, give us an understanding, though, of your background as far as gaming and, and, and so on is concerned so that people understand. Yeah, I mean, so for me, you know, I was the ultimate failure as a child to my, my you know, my, my tiger mom, you know, my Asian parents, right? You know, pushed me really hard, wanted me to go to school and all that or, or you know, study really hard. The only thing I really excelled at was games. And I didn't realize until maybe 12 years old or so that I had started to learn a lot of different skills and habits um, that, you know, I was applying and I was actually playing with a lot of, you know, high level people that were lawyers or, you know, people that own planes or people in college. Right. So that's kind of how I got started. And then eventually down the road, I just told myself, I kept telling myself, look, you know, if I could just find something in quote unquote real life that emulated gaming, I'll be totally fine. And little did I know it actually become marketing and, and business. So, so here's what I want to try to understand because you, you bring a very unique perspective to the table as far as just marketing is concerned. What, what, in, in the simplest terms, how would you define marketer, marketing in general? And then as it relates to podcasting and, and people getting the word out about their podcast, what do they need to be thinking about? So let's define it first and then let's talk specifically in terms of podcasting. Totally. Yeah. So to me, marketing is bringing people to the point of sale. Uh, so whether you build an audience through podcasting or YouTube, whatever you decide the medium is, you're, you're bringing people to you. And then sales is obviously just closing them. To me, when I think about anything with business or even podcasting or building the audience in general, you know, part of leveling up is just getting 1% better every single day. You know, you, you realize that in business or in audience building, let's say podcasting, um, you know, typically what it, to, to start to get escape velocity, it's, it's typically a two to three year journey. Usually you don't see anything. You're grinding against, you know, you're, you're, you're slamming your head against the wall for a long time. And I, I can tell you, here's, another, here's a story. 
I mean, the first year of podcasting for leveling up, I was only getting nine downloads a day. And I was spending six hours a week on it, doing the show notes, reaching out to people, and I had really nothing to show for it. After the second year, I was only getting 30 downloads a day, right? But the point here is that, um, again, you know, Steve, I told you this story, but this is not to brag. Right now, we're about to approach 50 million downloads, but it, it's, it's all the compounding. And so when you think about business, when you think about marketing, when you think about audience building, it's just getting 1% better every single day and compounding over time. That's a pretty incredible story, man. So at what point, though, did you sit there and it's it had to occur to you, I mean, at least in, in, in when you're gaming, you've got a pretty good sense of what you need to do to win, right? Like you can, okay, fine. I can't go down that path because I'm going to get shot or whatever it is. And I can't use this gun because this gun is not going to blow up the car. And you get some immediate feedback. Nine downloads that's got to be pretty discouraging. So uh, what I'm trying to understand is how did you get the feedback that, that you needed in order to keep going? And what, what did that look like? And what modifications, what, what changes did you make? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I, I think in life, I think you can either reframe a situation that's happening to you and then turn it around. So what I mean by that is when I was getting nine downloads, that was definitely discouraging. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, what is the true benefit I'm getting from doing all these podcasts? Because I was talking to best-selling authors. I was talking to millionaires, in some cases billionaires. And the lessons I was getting, I mean, these were invaluable, right? These are, you know, I'd be paying maybe 10, 20, 30 grand for these, these lessons from people. And so the number one KPI that I was optimizing for was learning. But also, I was also building relationships at the same time. And every now and then, maybe every month or every two months or so someone will leave a review or someone would email me saying, Hey, I don't know why you're not getting more downloads, but I really needed this. This is important. And so I was looking for the unsolicited responses to kind of keep me going. But the main thing I was optimizing for was learning. So had I only optimized for the downloads or the views, if that was the main thing, I probably would have quit six months into it. But I think it requires you to think about, okay, what, what am I really getting from this right now? And you know, if I'm not getting enough, does it make sense to stop or, you know, what should we do? All right, so we're, we'll open this up for questions here in just a little bit, but let me let me throw a few more things out at you. You, you talk about these things called power-ups. And so I, I just want to make sure that people are clear on what what is that and then how can we apply? I mean, I, you've got a bunch of them, so maybe we can just highlight a couple that'll be really helpful here for podcasters. Totally, yeah. So, you know, in, in the book, there's 15 power-ups. In life, you know, my, my thesis here is that you have to go around collecting power-ups, whether they are the correct habits or whether they're the correct mental models. Um, and that's not it. I mean, let's say, Steve, you go, you know, you're playing a game and you go, you get this cool sword. You keep using the sword after a while, it starts to break. You have to repair it. You have to keep sharpening it. You have to keep sharpening your swords with, with habits, right? Like if you're, you know, meditating every day or you're training every day, it's, it's a daily thing that you have to keep refining. So, you know, the 15 power-ups in there, those are just ones I wanted to start out with. But in life, you're collecting a lot more than that, right? I think it's just understanding that life is, when you think of it as a game, it's a lot more fun. And I'm just going to keep playing until I die. And so that, that, that affects my outlook on business and, and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, one power-up that comes to mind that I think not everyone necessarily will resonate with, but, you know, the more you accept it as a fact, the better probably, um, is thievery. So I have a chapter called Thievery. And when you talk to most people, you know, most people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to copy anyone. Um, you know, I want my idea to be original and they hold that to be sacred. And then you look around, you know, I'm, I'm using an iPhone right now and 
what did Steve Jobs said say? He said, "Everything in life is a remix." What happened when they walked into Xerox? Well, I mean, they took the mouse, they took the GUI, right? <laughs> and you look at let, let's use Elon as an example. So he's launching rockets into space. They're coming back. The rockets look fundamentally the same. He used first principles to build these rockets. Um, the thing he added on was the ability for it to, you know, come back to Earth. So let's say that's like a tiny ten to twenty percent iteration on top of it, right? All you need to do in life, you can ethically steal, ethically copy from other people. Just add your ten to twenty percent spin on it, and then you've got something unique. You don't need to have something be, you know, ninety to a hundred percent unique. That's just one example of a chapter. And then basically, what happened there, Steve? And I'm not going to get too much in the weeds here, but I learned that at twelve when I won a championship because. I got destroyed in preliminaries, but I just copied someone afterwards and I swept everyone else. Right? It was just because I iterated just a little bit, and at twelve years, twelve years old, I realized, holy crap, that's what I got to do. Yeah, it's super smart, man. And and so there's a lot of people who will sit there and and look. One of the things that I I was preaching for a long time is that you you don't have to create your own wheel. You just have to paint it your own color, and. I'm not sure that's still true. I mean, I hear what you're saying and I can see, you know, kind of how the iterative differences, you know, make all the difference. Can you speak to, because you and I had this conversation offline, can you speak to the the whole notion of creating what I call a category of one, W-O-N, where you actually become the, the only choice, so to speak, in that particular niche? Like Podcast Magazine, perfect example. Right? We didn't want to be one of two million podcasts. We wanted to be one of one podcast magazines. So I guess what I'm trying to understand is how, how can we help people understand the difference between creating that category of one and then how that relates to the, the, the slight iteration modifications that you're talking about that really make all the difference? Yeah, so I'm going to give a couple of business examples here. Um, when we think about... Let's use HubSpot as an example. They coined the term inbound marketing, right? That, that's, you know, there's a great book called Play Bigger and it talks about category creation. Um, so they coined the word inbound marketing. There's another tool called Gong and, um, you know, the word they coined is revenue intelligence, right? And basically what, you know, HubSpot's a CRM, Gong at the end of the day, it's basically, you know, you can, it's like sales coaching at the end of the day, right? But um, by owning those words, they kind of are the category kings, they're the category creators. And, um, you know, when we think about Salesforce, what do they do? They, they talked about um, they talked about the cloud, right? And they, they own that. HubSpot owns inbound marketing. When I think about our software product, ClickFlow, um, you know, what, what is it? It's content intelligence, right? So I just talked about revenue intelligence. There's content intelligence. You got Podcast Magazine. Um, and then, you know, I, I think th- these are just a couple examples of thinking through, okay, what is it that I actually want to own long term? And what is it that everyone else is doing? Where can I zig where everyone else is zagging, right? So instead of just saying we're a CRM, you know, it, it's actually, no, we're inbound marketing and, and that's what we are. And we help support people that, that do inbound marketing. So I think th- these are just a couple of business examples, but I'm not sure if I'm answering your question directly. No, it's helpful for sure, man. And, and so you've done over 700 episodes, which is insane, but you've done over 700 episodes of leveling up, right? So, I mean, con- congrats and kudos to you on that. And, and, and I mean, hell, the fact that you are able to attract just incredible people from all sorts of industries and, and you stayed the course and, and whatnot. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just incredible that you've, you've done this for as long as you've done it. I, I, I want you to think back as best you can here. And I know you've had a lot of people on over, uh, over a long time, but what one guest 
because even as podcasters, we should all be guests on shows, right? Like I still am a guest on shows. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I'm going to be, I'm doing an episode with you and that'll be coming out pretty soon, right? So, I mean, I've been a guest on over a thousand shows in the last five years alone. I, there's no better way in my way of thinking to spread the mission, the message, to get in front of folks that, that you really want to reach than by appearing on other people's shows. So you've had a lot of people on, man. You've covered a lot of ground. Is there one particular person, one particular guest that stands out? And this will be helpful for those of us who go on as guests on shows. What was it about that one person that really stands out for you? And what what did they do? Yeah. So the first one that comes to mind, usually with these questions, it's the first person that pops into my head. So um, there's a guy named Ron Klein. And he's known as the grandfather of possibilities. And so, you know, when you look at your credit cards, a little black stripe you have on the back, that's him. I mean, he came out with all these inventions. He just keeps coming out with stuff. Or, he, you know, when he was in his prime, he just kept coming up with, out with stuff. Um, you know, he he was hospitalized for a while. And then he was so bored that he read the encyclopedia kind of cover to cover, right? And then I was just talking to him. You know, he's still happily married um, and, you know, talks about how he won when he gets bored and he got injured from something, um, he still went to go compete in the the Olympics. I forgot what it's called when, when it's like when you're injured and you're competing in the Olympics. The Paralympics? Yeah, the Paralympics. So he won, right? So I'm just looking at this guy and I'm like, man, you know, he's not trying to make a lot of money or whatever. He's just having fun. He's inventing whatever he wants to invent. He's with the love of his life, loving his life. I mean, he, he when he's talking to me, he just seems passionate. Um, and when he seems, you know, like he's bored, I mean, he's just going to go read an encyclopedia. Right. And so to me, that's like, that's the epitome of having fun with your life. Like, yes, I've interviewed billionaires. I've seen how they are. They're wired a different way, but you know, they're very similar. Um, but him, Ron Klein, he stuck out to me, um, compared to everyone else. And, and, and just so we're clear here, was it the energy that he brought? It was just his attitude. Like, again, I just want to make sure people are clear on that. Totally. Yeah. It's his attitude towards life. Like if my, my attitude towards life is I just want to level up every single day and just get 1% better. Um, and I just want to have fun while I do it. That's exactly what he's doing. He's the epitome of that. Love that, man. All right. So a couple more questions and I want to open it up here because I know people have questions that they want to ask uh, as well. So, and, and by the way, when we do open it up for questioning, uh, for questioning, <laughs> you're, you're under arrest, Eric, we're going to take you for questioning. Um, so when we open it up for questions here, the way that we select, if this is your first time in Club Pod, welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, and make sure you put your thumb on that little greenhouse at the top. Join us in Club Pod if you're not a member. Uh, please follow me. Please follow Eric. We'd love to have you as part of our communities and hit that little bell so that you know when we go live as well. Um, but if this is your first time in Club Pod, the way that we love to do it, it's not mandatory, but we love to do it here, is show some love for the club while you're here, right? Just rep Club Pod. How do you do that? Change over your profile image. So just take a screenshot of Club Pod change over your profile image. We'll do the pull to refresh, much like you see like with Raven there and then the followed by the speakers. We'll do the pull to refresh. We'll see the new image. The first people that we will bring up are those who show some love for the club. Again, not mandatory, but we're going to run out of time here just knowing how these things usually go. Um, so please change it over. And then we will absolutely bring you guys up for some questions, but show some love for the club, switch it over. And then uh, th- those will be the first people we select. Not mandatory, but we love when you do it. So thank you for that. All right, Eric, let me just ask you a couple more questions before they do that. Talk about the difference between, because I know you're really big on goals and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and also in gaming, they talk a lot about quests. So talk a little bit about the difference between a quest and a goal. Totally. 
Yeah. So a goal, you know, at, at the end of the day, a goal. I'm just thinking about this from a from a business perspective here. So let's say you have an annual goal of hitting a million a million dollars, and then you you would have to think about okay, how am I going to back into that, right? So maybe I need to reach out to ten leads a day. Maybe that's your sales team goal, right? Um, and maybe there's a certain conversion rate. So those are kind of the you know the the high level goals. I mean, you want them to be smart, so you know, uh, specific, measurable. Uh, I think it's time bound, and then there's realistic, and then there, I forgot what the A was, but I think the point here is um, when you think about a quest, um, a quest is basically a, a series of actions you need to take to to get to that goal, right? So it's like, okay, you need to do you need to do this, this, and this um, to eventually hit that hit that number, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I think about it. Hopefully, that's clear enough. But let's just use gaming as an example. So if I go back to my World of Warcraft days, um, you know, quest is like. Oh, you have to kill, you know, uh, 20 rabbits and then, you know, bring back their skin. I mean, this is very crude. Uh, and then, you know, then, then, you know, we'll build you this armor or something like that. Right. So that's a means to an end. Um, when you get the armor, when you get a little stronger, right, you're just trying to get 1% better every single day. And, um, you know, again, it's, you got to get the 20 rabbits first and then you can get a little stronger and that's going to lead to, that's going to help you with your long-term goal of, um, you know, getting, getting stronger as a character. Totally makes sense. And then lastly, I know in gaming, they're really big on on rewards. And in leveling up, I know you, you talk about this as well. Can you talk about the importance of rewards as it relates to business first in, in general? And then also uh, in terms of the world of, of podcasts and, and getting perhaps more listeners or subscribers or you know these sort of things, like give us a sense of, of, of how rewards come into play. I, uh, generally through business and, and then again through uh, through podcasting. Yeah, well, I'm just going to use podcasting because, you know, I've gotten so much business value from it. So, you know, part of the journey too sometimes is not having any expectations because I never knew that one of my closest friends would come from podcasting. He invited me to speak at his conference first. Um, that's how we got acquainted. So that was, you know, very kind of him. Um, and then, you know, from there, I mean, we just talk all the time. We help each other. We make introductions. You know, I, I helped introduce some of the people to his marketing team um, and, and, and vice versa, right? So deep relationships, I mean, that was something I never expected. And I also never expected to be able to do deals with some of the, my, my um, the podcast guests that I've had on, right? And, and vice versa. Sometimes they'll invite me to be on theirs. And so there's a lot of side benefits. But what I would say is just like we are on, on, on Clubhouse right now, the ability for us to have these little touch points, they go a long way because these are the tee-ups to deeper relationships, right? So the reward really, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to podcasting or marketing in general, um, it's the relationships that you build because what, what ends up mattering the most is, you know, if, if your your network is your net worth, then boom, it's all about the relationships. Um, and then everything else kind of falls into place, right? And then, you know, the things you talk about, um, you know, whatever. I mean, you like in Clubhouse, you have all these people hanging out here in, in Club Pod because they're interested in podcasting, right? You get to build whatever tribe you want um, from, you know, all the content that you're putting out. So love that. All right, let's do this again. Let's open it up. Give you guys an opportunity. Brought some folks up here on stage, not mandatory, but we love it when you show some love for the club here, changing over the profile image. I'll do the pull to refresh for those of you who are new. That means it's PTR it means you just take your thumb and slide it down. You'll see some of the people that switched over to the club pod logo. Thank you for that. Let me open it up. So let's open it up for questions right now. So you want to raise your hand, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll give Eric the opportunity to answer some questions here. Let's start with Omar. 
Uh, Omar, I saw you jumped in pretty quickly here, man. So fire away with your question for Eric. Appreciate you guys. Eric, I have had the absolute pleasure to already read a few chapters of your book, and I'm still working on finishing it. And I have to say, man, it really, really resonates with me so much so far. And honestly, for anyone listening to this, you are doing yourself a disservice if you do not get this book leveling up. It's going to be a fantastic read. Um, my question for you is a little bit deeper, Eric, if you don't mind. So, yeah, totally. So just from reading that first chapter, there was a, there was a, this kind of conflict between you and your parents as you were growing up gaming so much. And then that, I mean, completely flipped its tail and you became this incredibly successful person with, with podcasting and in marketing. So my question is, how did your parents react to that? And what was the point in there that it really flipped for you and that relationship kind of took a different turn? Yeah, I mean, so Omar, thanks for the support. Thanks for the kind words. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I here's here's the macro thing that I think is really important. So I didn't start to uncover this until I, I started working with my, my coach uh, recently. And what we found out, I mean, he, he he doesn't really give advice, right? He just really asks the, the, the right questions. I mean, successful venture capitalists and all that. So he, he's been there, done that. And he's like, Eric, like, you know, everything you've done, I mean, let's think about your past. And I'm like, holy crap, everything I do right now is because of how I've been wired, how I've been programmed from my childhood. And so to not be seen, to be invisible, to my parents or, you know, to my friends and, and not be acknowledged for what I was doing, what I was putting all my time into, that was extremely painful, right? My parents never asked me, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you so interested? It wasn't from a position of curiosity. In fact, it was very um, contentious. They would hide my keyboard. They would hide my mouth. They just wouldn't let me play. And we, we'd, we'd had these big fights where we just wouldn't talk for, for weeks at a time. It was pretty toxic. Um, and so that, I mean, that, um, that feeling still hasn't completely gone away. I mean, they've kind of let up now. I mean, now I'm, you know, in my, in my 30s now. But still, they're very much in, in, the, in the scenario. Like when I talk to my mom sometimes, she was sending me some text today. Basically, the whole thing is just she's very worried about me. So she's like lecturing me and blasting me with, you know, advice and do this, do this, do this, right? That fundamentally hasn't changed. Omar, what I would say is my dad read the book. And um, I think the last couple of years, he's become a lot more accepting of it. And, you know, he's he's... He understands that, you know, okay, maybe there's a chance that gaming actually can create leaders, right? And that's my entire thesis around this thing. Gaming can create success. Gaming can create leaders. So hopefully that answers your questions. But I think, again, at a macro level for everyone, um, really thinking b back to, okay, you know, why am I the way I am right now? Like for me, why am I so competitive? Why do I have the desire? Why am I even in marketing? And maybe that all ties back to I didn't feel seen by my parents. I didn't feel seen by my friends at the time. So maybe that's why I'm doing all the things I'm doing right now, right? So hopefully that's helpful. I really, really appreciate you being open about that because it's something that really resonates with me too, having Asian parents. So I appreciate you, Eric. For sure. Love that. All right, let's jump over to my friend Raven, uh, who also is the category director for music, by the way. So if you guys have a music podcast, then Raven is our category director for Podcast Magazine. You definitely want to know Raven for sure. So, Raven, thanks for showing some love to the club. And uh, Pamela and Sharon and Edwin and Omar, thanks for switching over as well. If you want to ask a question, just raise your hand again. Bring it up, folks, first to switch it over. Not mandatory, but we'll see how many we get in here. I know Eric's got a hard stop in, uh, in just a little bit. But Raven, question about marketing or podcasting from someone who has been very successful in both? 
Yeah, thank you, Steve, for allowing me to be up here as always. Hi, Eric. Um, I have never read your book before, but I'm about ready. I hope it's on Audible. <laughs> but- <laughs> it will come out in probably June or July. Okay, I'll stretch my eyes for this book because it looks really good. I'm kind of looking <laughs> over it now on Amazon, and I came in the middle of you guys talking, very inspired to find out, if you don't mind sharing it, it may be a repeat. What was your biggest challenge um, to get you to the road of um, your journey of leveling up, and, and how did you get past it? Because a lot of people, they want to level up, but they just can't get there for some reason. Yeah, well, Raven, uh, nice to meet you. Actually, my my assistant's name is Raven as well. So, um, so I think probably the the biggest lesson for me is is understanding that we talked about reframes a little earlier. So, you know, if we go back to what I was telling Omar about not feeling seen, not feeling acknowledged growing up, um, mm-hmm. that's an extremely painful thing, right? To feel that feel to feel that over and over and over, and yeah. so. You know, my reframe at a certain point, it might have happened in my teenage years, I learned to reframe that into fuel. So if you're not going to acknowledge me, if you're not going to see me, that's okay. I'm not going to be angry about it, but I'm going to use that to motivate me, and that's going to keep me going. It's the fire that lights me up. I'm not going to fight back. I'm not going to be contentious about it. Um, and so, you know, when I think about the two years of pain with with level the Leveling Up podcast or when I almost lost my company a year after taking it over, we dropped all the way down to one employee and all these other failures that I've had along the way, what kept me going the whole time was, you know what? Fuel, right? The people that said, you can't do it. People that mm-hmm. said, you know, even my parents, right? Um, shouldn't you get an MBA? Who are you to run this company? Who are you to write this book, right? Um, mm-hmm. these, these are all true comments. And so, I mean, you reframe the pain or for me, I reframed the pain into fuel and that's what kept me moving. That's what kept me leveling up. And I don't know, I think the reframes have helped me a lot because if I let the pain get me down, I don't mm-hmm. think I could have kept going. Oh, I love your answer, Eric. I think you're my brother from a different mother. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Because, yeah, we have a lot in common. I at, at 13, I felt like Casper, the friendly ghost, and I felt you know misunderstood and overlooked yeah. and stuff. And that has been my driving power to now have built a media and broadcasting empire so I can make my own self be seen, heard, and read. How about that? That's awesome, Raven. <laughs> Thanks, Congrats. Eric. Yep. Love that. Let's go over to Pamela. And then again, uh, as I said, hand raising is open. I think we can probably get in one more here before Eric's got to jump. Uh, but hanging out with Eric Sue here, definitely one of the world's leading podcasters, marketing genius, author of Leveling Up. And uh, let's kick it over to Pamela. Hey, Steve. Hey, Eric. Thank you so much for having me and for hosting this awesome, awesome room. Eric, I have to say your story about the number of downloads that you had after a year and a half and then after two years, that made me do a happy dance when I was (laughs) listening because I am just a little bit over a year into my podcast. I'm the co-host of No One's Okay. And my, you know, we're, we're steadily growing, but it's a slow process. So in addition to using the fuel that you were talking about just now of like the negativity and all the things that you've experienced in your life, um, what advice would you give as far as like maintaining that persistence? What we've been holding on to is just our joy for it and the love that we have for our guests and what we've been learning from them. And Steve, I would love it if you could weigh in as well. That would be awesome. Totally. Um, Pamela, so thanks for thanks for the happy dance. Thanks for the nice words. Steve, you want to go first? Or you want me to go? 
I mean, honestly, I, I, I really want to focus on you, my friend. So let's, uh, let's have you fire away at that one. Sure. I mean, so Pamela, I mean, you said something that's really important. You said that you are enjoying your guests and you're enjoying the time that you're spending doing that. Right. So I, I think if there's nothing, I mean, by the way, when I was doing it, um, I didn't have any monetary goals. By the way, we didn't monetize leveling up until maybe three years into it. And marketing school, we didn't monetize until three years into it. So I think it just like, it, you know, starts out as a labor of love initially. And if you've still got the passion for it, I mean, that's what kept me going, right? I was I was learning a lot. Fundamentally, if you're to strip away everything that I do right now, I just love learning and I just love teaching. Um, and so that, that might be more enough. What I would say tactically, um, one thing that you might consider if you're not doing it already discoverability is really tough when it comes to podcasting. So Apple, you know, Spotify might get a little better, um, but it's just really tough, right? For marketing school, you know, we're fortunate enough to be in the top six. So we show up a lot when it comes to marketing, but then, you know, it's really that's a situation where the rich get richer. It, we really never move from that spot. Um, and so we just keep compounding on the downloads. So if it's that tough, then can you go to YouTube uh, because it's the number two search engine in the world? Discoverability is great over there and you write great headlines, and then you you have a good thumbnail, you have good retention in your video, and some of your videos are going to be hits, and they're going to be evergreen over time. Um, and so I would attack YouTube. You know, you put your stuff there. You can chop up your sixty second interviews into smaller clips, um, and then even think about YouTube Shorts. And then you can also have your podcast at the same time. But only if you have enough time and resources, and you're gen you're generally getting uh, you're genuinely getting a kick out of doing it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I just joined uh, YouTube a couple months ago with the show, so I really appreciate that. I'm going to just keep going. Yeah. For sure. Keep yeah, going. Just keep Thank going. Thank you. Yeah, great advice that. And uh, Eric, I got to throw my hat in the ring there, man. We got to figure out how to get me on to uh, marketing school. That's that that's in the uh, in the, in the the Dream 100 for me, my brother. So we got to figure out how to make that happen. For sure. All right, man. Uh, let's go over to Sharon. And, uh, and then I think we'll have time for one more before we're going to have to let Eric go. So if somebody else wants to raise their hand after Edwin, I think we can get one more in after Edwin. So Sharon, please. Hey, thank you so much, Steve and Eric. Um, what a great story. I'm doing the happy dance with Pamela as well. <laughs> um, so I am just about almost a year into my podcast. And just like you, you know, um, I'm getting about 31 to 32 average downloads per day. And, um, and so I, you know, there are some weeks that I'm on YouTube and there are some weeks, you know, but I'm consistently marketing on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook is obviously a little bit more challenging. Um, but I would love to know if there are any other ways that you would suggest to marketing because I have great guests. I really enjoy, uh, you know, hosting my podcast show. My podcast show is called Gems of Motherhood. It's about faith and motherhood. Um, I'm a new mom of a three-year-old, and so I love learning. And because I'm learning, I feel like other moms are also learning. Um, and I get and I get joy just you know being able to share whatever that I'm learning from my guests. Um, and so I would just love to hear more about how I could um, level up my marketing. Totally. So Sharon, real quick, um, just to, just uh, some more context here. What what are you are you selling anything at all? Uh, no, I, I'm just basically sharing um, how to be a better mom. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Um, and so what's good about the, for lack of a better word, the mom niche, um, that you have a lot of mommy bloggers that are out there. Um, the other thing too is it's, it's like 
if you had the resources, this is more of a broader thing. I'm not saying you should do this right now. It's, it's definitely too early days. But what naturally makes a lot of sense is if you're advertising on other podcasts or just getting on other mom podcasts, right? Because chances are if there's other mom podcasts that are out there, you can add a ton of perspective and mm-hmm. their reach is probably bigger than yours. I would actually go for someone that's probably around your size right now. Maybe the proxy here is you use a tool like chartable.com and go look for the mom podcasts out there that have a similar amount of reviews um, that you have and then reach out to them and then you would start to compound that way. You can be active with doing that. That's not gonna cost you money, just time. Um, you could also you know, boost these posts on Facebook or Instagram if you're posting the videos or the audios to uh, over there. Um, okay. Those are things that you can do. Uh, but just keep in mind, like uh, when I spoke with uh, Jordan Harbinger, he's a big podcaster. You know, after after we ended the the recording, he's like, "Hey, uh, I got six hundred grand to spend on on podcast advertising. Do you know, do you know anybody?" Um, because he's trying to grow his podcast, right? So if you like, if you're trying to grow the email list right now, then you spend money on other email newsletters, or you try to get on them, right? If you're trying to grow your podcast, get on other podcasts, or go spend money to advertise on other podcasts. Okay, thank you so much. Sure. Yeah, and really appreciate the tip, and uh, I'll be reaching out for Jordan <laughs> like right now. So thank you for that. All right, let's um, let's kick it over to Edwin, uh, and then I think we'll probably be good here. Though I think there was somebody else that may have just stepped off. Let's go to Edwin, and then uh, if we got time for one more, we'll take it. Edwin, thanks a lot, Steve. Hey, what's up, Eric? Big fan. Um, came across all your work with the marketing school and your original podcast. So also a tech entrepreneur, podcaster for four years. And I also monetized that for two, three years. My question for you, very specific, and it's because it's something I'm working on, is <clears throat> when did you switch over the branding of your original podcast to leveling up? And is there a strategy to that? Yeah. Because the, re- the reason why I'm asking is because I do have, I've been writing a lot and I have a book and a brand that I want to launch after. And it sort of took me away from my sort of original podcast but it's still around leadership and um, and finding, you know, the ethic, not the ethic, like sort of leveling up, but also learning from the best of the best. Got it. Yeah, well, Edwin, I appreciate the kind words and, and thanks for being a listener. Um, you know what? Actually, Steve and I were just speaking kind of before this, and uh, he's got a book called uh, What Is Your What? I think combining that with What Is Your Why would be doubly powerful. So <laughs> you pick up both of them, right? And so um, – you know, for me, when I put together Growth Everywhere, I was still, I think I was, I don't know, 26 or 27 years old. And um, I just knew that I really loved to grow because I, I was, you know, I was leading the growth team at, at this tech startup. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it's all about growth, growth everywhere, right? And then as I got a little older, you know, kind of what Steve talked about, um, you know, beforehand, um, you know, all my life experience is like, what, what am I? Right. So a, I love learning. I love teaching. So let's call me a teacher. But then I also a big essence of me where I got my confidence from was from gaming. Right. So I'm like, okay, well leveling up, that makes a lot more sense. This, this could be, you know, this is probably my life's message, right? They usually say that your, your first book is your best book. Right. So hopefully it is my best book, but um, you know, that's what, that's what it is. That's why I decided to rebrand it. And, and focus it more on on kind of just leveling up 1% each day. It just, it has a little more, it's a little closer to who I am. It's a little closer to my essence. I, could, can I do a follow-up question if that's okay? Let, um, let, how about this, Brandon? Uh, Edwin, let me do this. Let me, get, let me give Brandon an opportunity here. Let's see how long that takes. Uh, and then, because uh, Eric's got a hard stop. So let me, let me give Brandon an opportunity okay. and then we'll circle back if, uh, if we got time for a part two. Brandon, what's going on, brother? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so my question is, I've been trying to break into the marketing field for a while. I've done a lot of free work, a lot of internships. And also, I've kind of worked at like some agencies where they didn't really know what they're doing. So um, Eric, how could I get better as a marketer? And like, say, if I don't have the resources to right now, and how could I get a job at single grade? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, I mean, you can go to our careers page. I don't know what role you're looking for, but we're looking for a ton of people and we're we're bringing our intern program back too. So you can go to singlegrain.com slash careers. But what I would say to keep it practical, um, I'm actually going to share a story instead of giving you a direct advice here. Um, and then you can decide what you want to do with it. Um, so I had a guy, um, this is a while back. His name is Raghav. Um, he was head and shoulders above everyone else that was applying for a content marketer role. He wrote an 8,000 word blog post and he pointed out all the problems. He pointed out all the solutions and then he volunteered to do the work for free. So to do an 8,000 word blog post, put it on Medium, format it well, send it to me, um, and get to the point, um, I could just tell this guy was a gunner, right? Yeah. And so my point is, um, you know, I think Brandon, it's also important to figure out, I don't know who you're doing the free work for, um, but is it like, is it a top 10 on your list? Is it a top 25, right? A dream 10, a dream 25. I don't know, but I can say for Ragov, he worked for me for about a year and a half, two years. He's with team Gary V now. Um, he's part of the brand team. He's very close with, with team Gary. And by the way, I still talk to him a lot. I just bought a Pokemon card from him recently. Yeah. And so that's what I would say, Brandon. I think it's, I don't know how long you've been working for free for, um, but obviously if you're going to work for free for someone, just be very clear saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this for free for a month, but at the end of it, I want to, I want to negotiate, you know, kind of a full-time salary or, you know, whatever the arrangement looks like. Okay, sweet. So over deliver on the front end. And yeah, I mean, I've applied for single grain, the internship program like a year or two ago, but hearing what you said about having like kind of over delivering, um, I'll, I'll reapply with, uh, guns blazing, you know, I'll tell you what, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, send me an email, Eric at singlegrain.com and I'll, I'll figure out kind of where to direct it. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, Eric, before we let you jump here, man, any, uh, any last thoughts? I know we've covered a lot of ground here today and I just want to make sure I give you an opportunity to, to close things out. Yeah. I, I think the final thing I'll say, and thank you for, for the space, Steve. Um, it, it's, I think what's ultimately going to help is thinking like an investor. So what I mean is if you look at Warren Buffett, $85 billion net worth, he the 81 billion 81 billion of it didn't come until after his 65th birthday so snowball things compound over time and you're leveling up one percent at a time so thinking in decades and understanding that when it comes to investing putting money in the stock market it's it's time in the market better than timing the market right and i think for me you know in my early 20s it's always like oh my god i'm comparing my chapter one to someone else's chapter 25 and there's so much further along i want to be there tomorrow but when you look at your last decade, it's like, oh, my God, look at how much you got done. So I think it's being short term urgent, but, you know, long term, you're thinking in decades and that forces you into a long term mindset um, where you're not playing short term games with people. You want to play long term games with long term people. And that's what leveling up is all about. Absolutely love that. And if people want to connect with you, more information, where where should they go? What should they do? Yeah, I mean, you and I have been hanging on Clubhouse all the time. So <laughs> at Eric Osu on Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram, or if you want to learn more about the book, uh, levelingup.com. Love that. All right, my friends. So please make sure you uh, live here on Clubhouse in Club Pod. Please make sure you give a follow to Eric before he goes. Give me a follow if you're not following me. Make sure you put your little thumb on that 
greenhouse right there and join us in Club Pod. Invite your friends tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific. We're going to continue this fun conversation with leading podcasters. I am sitting down with Pat Flynn, the man himself, Smart Passive Income. He and I are going to have a conversation here. You are welcome to join us and we're going to have live Q&A as well. So make sure that you join us. Come early, right at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, sitting down with the one and only Pat Flynn. As a reminder, this room is in Club Pod. And one of the ways that we like to say thank you for hanging out with us here in Club Pod is if you are not a subscriber to Podcast Magazine, as a thank you for being here, as a thank you for hanging out with us, even if you're listening to the podcast, this, this applies for you as well. You can just go to clubpod.club. It is a private backdoor link to grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine. We'd love to have you join us there on that journey and really appreciate all the questions today. We will be doing this pretty much on the daily here in Club Pod on Clubhouse. So always keep that bell on, get those notifications going, and we will be doing all kinds of interesting things here pretty much daily. So Really appreciate you hanging out with us here in Club Pod, in Clubhouse, and more specifically here on Reinvention Radio. For Eric Sue, I am Steve Olsher. We'll talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 